So a lot of people now are really speaking about reparations, especially since it has had a hearing in Congress on June 19th. A lot of people at first thought the conversation about reparations was just something that was online. But now this conversation is definitely in real world conversation. It's all on the topics of the mainstream media. Now we know we covered that 85% of white America do not agree with reparations. And that's to be expected. That doesn't surprise me one bit. And reparations is something that the American government owes. We're not trying to address white folks because black folks pay taxes to the government too. Black folks' money go to reparations for many different groups of people. You don't see us complaining about it, but like I said, our motivations isn't the same like a bunch of racists. But of course, they're going to make their comments online. But now you're having the shucking and jiving bootlicks wants to interject themselves into the reparations conversation among black people. Black people haven't been on code on something like this in a long while. And it's black people on all different spectrums, different pay grades, different neighborhoods. But we all understand as black people, we're owed this. And then while you have us getting together, which normally scares white America, they don't want to see black people on code for anything. Because they know the moment we get on code for something, then that can spill to other things. We can say, hey, we can get on code with reparations. We can get on code with this. We can get on code with that and fix our community overnight. So they definitely don't want that. So they do the same tricks, brothers and sisters. Nothing changed. They always will use some bootlicking, shucking and jive black person. They did this to the Black Panthers. They did this to Malcolm X. They did this to Martin Luther King. They do this to every single black person or some sort of movement where black people are trying to push for benefits and what's owed to them. And we have to stop allowing these people to have any kind of voice, especially when we have discussions. They are concerned. If it sounds like white supremacist talking points, we don't need to even entertain them. Like, why are you here? Because these same people are hypocrites to the core. They want to fight you every step of the way for their master. But if master give out money, oh, they'll collect that check. That's how a lot of them feel. They wouldn't return that check to the federal government and say, no, nah, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't need these reparations at all. I just want to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I, you can keep that. I don't want this handout. They will take that money in a heartbeat. That's what gets on my nerves about them talking because they're not going to sign an agreement with the government to say that, hey, I, I, if you pay reparations, I don't want it. No, they're going to want to take the money, but complain about it every step of the way. These same people are the same ones that was on the plantation. You had same kind of people. We never going to get off this plantation. It's never going to happen. You know, I don't know why your guys trying to revolt for. I mean, what's the point of that? I mean, you know, we get treated pretty good here. I mean, the mass ain't gonna let us free. You know, them kind of people. And it, it, it's sad that we produce the same kind of people all the way up to 2019. It is a sickness how much they love white folks. It's a sickness. No other group love white folks like some black folks do, whether here in America or on a continent. 
How is it that you're going to be against something that can benefit you? That doesn't make sense. It's aggravating. No other groups will sit up there and allow people to have any kind of voice like that against something that's going to benefit the group. If you don't want reparations, fine, cool. You don't have to take it. But don't be sitting up here saying black people don't need reparations. Don't say I don't want it and say your reason. That's cool. I ain't got nothing problem with you saying why you don't want a reparation. Do your thing. But you're going to say you can't be allowed to be up here trying to cut the whole black community's throat and try to be infiltrating black people and what they got going on because you want to make sure to keep white people happy. And we're talking about the racist white people happy. See, you, anytime a black person come in talking like that, they're benefiting off of the oppression of black people. Understand that. There are black people that benefit off of racism in this country and the subjugation of black people in this country and the oppression of black people. They have a comfortable spot and they do not want black people to come up in any way, shape or form. They don't want black people to have economic equality. They don't even want to see black people made whole because the black people made whole, then what good is them in this society? See, they're afraid that if white people get too upset with them, then they're going to lose their comfortable position because they were like, Oh, you just no different than the rest of them Negroes. We don't want nothing to do with you anymore. You see, that's always been the case in America. You have a group of black folks that are benefiting off of our oppression. And when you hear these black folks speaking so much against reparations, those are the black people that are benefiting off of our oppression. This is why they are running to go to Congress and speak against reparations, even though they are no kind of experts to talk about why reparations shouldn't be paid. But yet they're be used by the white Republicans to give white Republicans cover or white racist cover to say the things that they really want to say, because they know if they said it, fence at that HR 40 hearing, if they'd have brought up three white men to speak against reparations, black people would have eviscerated them on a the guise of racism. And the white folks know this. So they will go find a black mouthpiece to do this. I'm very surprised they didn't go find Candace Owens to go up there and talk for them. Okay. But we as black folks got to start shutting these people down. That's why I'm glad that you guys really went after that Coleman Cruz Hughes. When your family is telling you over and over and over, hey, I don't think you should go up there and testify. They already know what you're going to be on when you went up there. And that fool didn't listen. So the Internet and everyone that's supporting reparations is right to go after that individual. They need to understand that either you towed a line with reparations Or you just go fall back on the wayside and keep your mouth shut and leave it alone. Don't be interjecting your conversation into what we got going on to fight for reparations. Now, I know it's always been that way, but we got to take that aggressive approach. Do you think other groups will sit up there and allow a bunch of people within their group to try to cut their own community's throat? Think about that. Do you think white folks will allow a bunch of other white folks to come up there? White folks wouldn't even do that. The white folks that disagree, see, one thing about white supremacy, they be like, you better agree with white supremacy. And if you don't agree with white supremacy, you better shut the hell up. That's how white supremacy works. That's why white folks that straight disagree with white supremacy, 
they'll tell you like, hey, I don't agree with that racism, whatever. But notice they're not too vocal about it because they know it's a consequence to pay with their group that if you sit up here and you speak against white supremacy, that you don't agree with white supremacy, it's going to be hell to pay. It's going to be a problem. They're going to snatch your benefits. They're going to let you know real quick, hey, you know, you better keep your mouth shut. We, we run a global system here. You don't have to agree with it. Fine. But shut your mouth. It's the same thing with other. If you, they had a whole hearing about immigration. You think they had a bunch of Hispanics up there talking about, no, we don't we don't need no immigration. We don't need this. No, they wouldn't. They, it w- wouldn't happen. You think if the Native Americans or the Jews or anybody else that has something up there for them. I mean, imagine, imagine, think about this. They're talking about something about the Holocaust and then a Jew getting up there talking about, well, there's crime in the Jewish community. We don't need to be talking about the Holocaust. That's been such a long time ago. We don't need any benefits. Nobody says that. But, but only these bootlicking Negroes will say, well, we don't need reparations because there's crime in the black community. It's crime in every community. So, and that has nothing to do with a reparations hearing. Reparations is about a debt owed. You want to talk about crime? Talk about the failure of law enforcement. That's what you're talking about. Because it's law enforcement's job to prevent crime. It's not my job to prevent crime. It's not your job to commit crime. Why is it that black people are the only ones indicted to go out and stop crime in their own communities? Why only black people? But any other group has never told, hey, white people, why don't you go stop white on white crime? Hey, Hispanics, why don't you go stop Hispanic on Hispanic crime? Hey, Asians, why don't you go stop Asian on Asian crime? Wherever you live, the people going to look like the ones that's the majority in that population. Meaning, if you live in an Asian neighborhood, then the majority of the people going to commit the crimes are Asians. If you live in a white neighborhood, the majority of people going to be white. If you live in a black neighborhood, the majority of people going to be black and committing crimes. Hello. And then let's talk about why crime happens. Economics, which means reparations and things to go along with reparations will bridge the gap with economics. So if you can bring up the level of the economics, you can eliminate some poverty through reparations. It will lower down the crime since you're so concerned about crime. But you're not concerned about crime because you're truly concerned about crime in the black community. You would have done something about it a long time ago. You would already had big, strong movements that we all could have got behind against the crime in the black community. You only want to be there to be as a counter and a buffer for your white supremacist master. That's all what it is. Because all of a sudden now you're talking when you all this time you could have been talking before. The thing is, we have to stay vigilant. We have to understand that this is going to happen. We have to apply pressure to the politicians constantly and at the same time have that same aggressive energy for those who speak against reparations. Now, I don't have an issue with someone saying, well, reparations should be, you know, a little bit more than just a check or it should be, you know, I mean, have some little viable ideas. That's cool. That's not really speaking against it. You just add into the conversation. But if you're saying that black people don't need it, black people need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Why didn't you ask Obama? All, all these, all the white supremacist talking points. The moment I hear white supremacist talking points, say, okay, you were sent as an agent by white supremacy. 
I don't want to hear that, that nest. I'm a free thinker. You're not a free thinker because you're thinking just like a white supremacist. That's not a free thinker. So in your mindset is a free thinker is speaking like a white supremacist in blackface. Got it. These people are sick. The thing is, we have to, have to, have to really get a hold to these sellouts. We cannot allow them to interject. We cannot allow them to have a voice. Not on this. Because that has sabotaged so many different movements over the years. Okay? And the great thing about the reparations movement is not that you have a particular leader that someone can go after and say, oh, this guy or this lady is the leader of reparations. No, it's an idea. It's about lineage, which is something that affects all of us, especially if you have lineage in this country, if you have an ancestor that were on the plantation field. We must not allow these agents and label them as such. They are agents. We can't let these agents of white supremacy come in and disrupt the conversations, allow them to even be engaged. We must shut them down and shut them out immediately. A lot of them think that they are talented 10th kind of Negroes or they feel that they're better than the rest of black people. So black people should be just following their beck and call, wherever that may be. That's not the way reparations work. Not at all. It's a dead old. Is a debt that must be paid. And it's something that black people can actually get if we keep applying the pressure. You know, when it happened to slavery, do you think that they wanted to let black people go with slavery? Seriously, white America did not want to let black people go. You know, different than they didn't want black people now to have reparations. Are we still on the plantation fields today? There you go. So the same thing with reparations. It actually was harder to release us from slavery than it would be to give us reparations. That is a fact. The Civil War was fought in part behind that. It wouldn't take a civil war for reparations. Not at all. It wouldn't take a whole lot of lives lost to pay reparations. The fact is, brothers and sisters, and what you must understand about these agents of white supremacy who are against reparations. I will say this again. They benefit from us being subjugated and they benefit from us being treated less than, and they benefit from us being in poverty because that's how they hold their position. If then the main reason also, they want to make sure to keep their white validation. They focus on what will white people think. And what this one think and what that one think about black people. At the end of the day, we are past that. We're like, F other people. We don't care what they think about us. Who the hell are they? They're not worried about what we think about them. So why do we think about their opinions on us? We must be extremely aggressive, brothers and sisters, against these agents of white supremacy speaking against reparations. We must take the same tactics of white supremacy, which says, if you are against reparations, fine. Keep that voice to yourself. Keep that quiet to yourself. Matter of fact, say, I don't want reparations for myself. No one should even attack you at that point. But the moment you start saying that black people speaking about the collective, we don't need reparations, and start saying everything that a white racist would say, we should go in on you. 
We shouldn't let up on you until you get yourself quiet at that point. And the reason why you should be quiet is because you are trying to actually hurt black people. That's why we have to take that seriously. It's not just you just having a difference of opinion. No, you want to hurt black people. Something that's owed to black people. And we can't be having this going along and get along all the time. We must just like the Haitians. In order for them to get free, they had to deal with the sellouts. Now, I'm not saying we got to go that far with what the Haitians did. But what I'm saying is in the area of them speaking, don't sit these people, don't allow these people to sit up there and have a voice unchallenged. Man, get them, get them. Because, you know, and when you're getting them, what they're known to do is, you know, when they ain't got no retort, They'll, they'll go to little low ball things they'll try to say or whatever. And I always tell people this, ain't nothing you can say to me that makes me mad or shame me. Because you know what? I tell people all the time, I'm built for this. I'm built for it. God ain't got the right one. Ain't nothing you can tell me. I ain't got it. I thank God I have no shame bone in my body that you can tell me. Anything you tell me, you're actually going to make yourself look bad because... I'm just going to make a whole video series or a podcast series on your mindset and get people to understand it versus you. You just the type of person that just want to work for mass and that's fine. But I always look at people like that who work for mass as the enemy. We have to look at them as the enemy brothers. So we cannot, we got We got to talk about these black folks. That's the complete enemy within our community. And we have to label them as an enemy. They are not our friends they're not family. They are truly an enemy. And if you are against reparations and you're using white supremacist talking points, you are an enemy. I have no other thoughts than that about you. You are a straight enemy. And you, that enemy needs to be engaged and not allowed to fester and be in black spaces where we're talking about reparations. We can't allow people to come in and disrupt we can't allow people to come in there and to cause dissension and arguments. No, uh-uh, because that's what they've been doing for a long time. Every time black people make progress, they do that crap. See, white supremacy is not going to keep, not going to send no KKK member. I mean, come on, we see that coming. But they're going to send some black person in. And then they may use statements like, well, I'm black. I mean, whatever they may say. I'm concerned about this and that. I'm black like you. No, you you may look black in skin, but you white in the mind. You white in your heart, and then you white racist at that. So no, we need to stand strong against black folks. That's against reparations. Just that simple. We have to let them know that we aren't playing with them. Whatever you want to feel about reparations with yourself, that's cool. But when you're trying to publicly speak against the collective, yeah, you got to be checked. You got to be checked. And and it just depends on their position as well. I mean, a person that don't have much of a following, you know, and they talk and you don't waste your time with them. But, I mean, if they actually have a following or they're getting some, you know, really getting attention on this and say say something. But it depends on who it is, too, because some people you just don't even need to give entertainment to. But they get in certain spaces, I would say, then they need to be checked. Because we got to stay strong. We have to stay united. We have to stay on code with our messaging. We have to do that.
because that's the only way we're going to gain anything. That's the only way we actually gained the little bit that we did receive. And the reason why some things are being rolled back on us now is because we aren't sticking together like we should. And we didn't hold the line because see the previous generation, they got theirs and then they got comfortable and they fell back. And then while they fell back, white supremacy is still at work. White supremacy don't stop to try to hurt black people. So when he got there a little bit, white supremacy like, let's figure out ways to destroy this black family. Let's figure out ways to, you know, roll back what we gave them. See, that's the thing. All the older generation that got comfortable and, 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 you know, even some of them that's against reparations, they're against reparations, like I said, a lot of them, because they're comfortable in this system. They don't want you to mess up anything. You, you know, they feel like, hey, you, you, you pissing white people off. You're going to mess, mess it up for me. I got it good over here now. You you go on all that reparation talk and causing trouble. All you want to be is a troublemaker. I mean, I worked hard to get up where I'm at, and 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 I got a good position here. And, and here you come talking about all that reparation, making massa mad. And you stop all that talk now. You gonna mess it up. Now, that's exactly how they are. But we coming to mess it up. So. Get ready. You've been in that position a long time. You've been comfortable for a long time. It's time to move on out your comfort. Because mass ain't going to be comfortable. Like Fannie Lou Hamer said, if you don't give us peace, you're not going to have peace either. And that's the way we got to take it. Forget that. They got peace and we don't have it. We got to keep that pressure on. And they hate reparations. They don't like the word reparations. It runs all through them, the word reparations. They can't stand that word. That word triggers them, reparations. So, yeah, we're going to say reparations over and over and over again, and we're going to say that we are reparations debt collectors. That's why we got a new shirt, reparations debt collectors, that's going to be coming any day now. Because you, you let them see that you are a reparations debt collector. They don't like I'll tell you, them folks see you with that shirt, them folks will look at you, but they don't want to, then they mean you spark conversation with you. Well, why do you, why do you think that, that I should have to pay reparation? If they bold enough to ask you that question, then Hey, let them have it. But using nine to my 10, they're not going to approach black people when they wear those kind of shirts, but it'd be good to have the conversation. So with that being said, stand strong, continue to fight, continue to push for reparations. Don't allow any agents of white supremacy to come in challenge them when they are in bigger forms of media like um the news organizations news outlet papers etc challenge them definitely because they definitely need to be challenged by all of us and let them and you need to find out who the authors are put their pictures out and when you say hey this guy right here he he's he's working for white supremacy watch out for this guy so i just want to encourage you on that because we can't have these people coming in and trying to destroy what the brothers and sisters are really working towards. Leave me your thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more 
support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.